Welcome to the College Christian Chat Podcast, a show geared towards helping college women balance school, life, relationships, and intimacy with God. I am your host, Sharon Elise. Today's guest is self-love coach, author, and powerhouse speaker, Charlie Marcole. With a heart that is geared towards empowering and encouraging women of all ages, ethnicities, and backgrounds, Charlie is definitely a woman who knows her worth. She has the unique ability to take the lessons that she's learned throughout her journey and apply them to what many women face every day to bring about hope, help, and healing. It is her goal to reach as many people as she can with her powerful message, and I'm excited to sit down and chat with her about college Greek life on today. So let's get to it. I present to you Sorority Life with Charlie Marcole. Okay, now you're originally from Dallas and attended the University of Houston, and I know you're a proud Delta. What year of college did you pledge? I pledged in the spring of 1999. And what year were you? Like a junior? What? I was a sophomore. A sophomore? Sophomore, yeah. Okay, what made you decide to pledge a sorority? So I am legacy. I don't know if you know what that means, but legacy is when your mother or your grandmother is a member of that sorority so um funny is that since i was little my mom would take me to you know events and i was like what does that triangle mean what does that funny (laughs) you know or the oh why does the O have a line in it mom and so and she would never tell me what it meant and she would never put on a future delta shirt she always left that decision up to me. So I've been immersed, though, in the culture since a very young girl. Okay, okay. Um, so can you tell young ladies that are contemplating pledging what to expect? I know times have changed a lot since we were college students, but what are some general guidelines? Like, is it a long process? And I know some things are confidential and sacred that you can't share, but what, what can you tell me about, you know? about the process? Well, I would tell you, first and foremost, when you get on the campus, and it doesn't matter the sorority that you want to you be, be initiated into, you need to like go to events, make sure you go to events, make sure they know who you are. So if it's sister to sister or, you know, Delta week, make sure that you are in attendance and they actually get to know you. If it's a service organization, you definitely, if they have open community service, you definitely want to go to those open community service type events so they can see that you are a service and that you do help fit the need in the community, um, particularly, especially with college students. Like now is the time to build that community service because you're going to need community service hours or community service letters. Hint, okay. hint. You're going to want the ones that you just did that year. They want to see that it is like a process, that this is your lifestyle, not that you just want to do something. A lot of people fail in that area because they get or find a place two months before a rush happens. Well, to most organizations, that's not your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You're just doing this to get in. So make sure that you are like definitely doing community service now. Make it part of your life. Right. So basically you should get started in that even in high school, right? Because I know a lot of colleges like to see that on applications anyway. Correct. Yes. Yes. You definitely need to get started early. Again, adopt it and adapt to it. 
Okay, and that's the perfect segue into my next um, question. What community service projects did you enjoy performing when you were, you know, um, a Delta in college? Okay, so I'm once a Delta, always a Delta. But yeah. <laughs> thing I loved in college was when we, and somehow I can see how this plays into my life now. One thing we, we used to do is when Star of Hope was downtown, now they've moved kind of out here where I stay. But I remember when the shelter was downtown and we would actually go and tutor and do the soup kitchen and feed the parents. And, you know, when you think of homelessness or, you know, down, out and destitute, you kind of think of men, you know, like you, because yeah. you mostly see men, but you don't think of children. You know, like usually people have children attached. And one thing I enjoyed was actually tutoring the kids for their homework and to hear their stories and to see that they still have to catch the bus and go to a school and act like everything was normal when in actuality it wasn't. But that was one of the things that I enjoyed. I also enjoyed talking to the moms. And when you find out like their moms went to University of Houston too. So like it just kind of plays into like who I am today, A, the counselor, B, the educator so right. you know what God had now oh, yeah I see how that yeah came together <laughs> it came together yes so tell me this what are some reasons for a young lady not to pledge oh god you know Sharon I hate when people say I don't pay for friends I hate pay. I hate that sentence that mm -hmm. sentence irks me because <laughs> you don't pay for friends you're paying for the membership right? Like, mm -hmm. just like your church has tithes and offering. Same thing. Any, you know, organization has membership dues. Mm -hmm. um, one reason that if you're trying to pledge to become popular, mm -hmm. that's not a good reason to pledge. Um, if you're trying to pledge so, you know, you can be, you know, miss whoever, you know, some people like to use it as segues to other things in their life. Mm -hmm. That's not a good thing because you want to make sure, A, that the decision is from your heart, B, that you really thought about it because it is a financial commitment. Like, mm -hmm. it's not just something that you pay for and then, bam, it's it because it's a long road, you know, ahead before you can even say that you are duly inducted. So if you're doing it just for show, just for stunts, just to be popular, I would tell any girl, sit on the sideline and cheer your friends on. Right. And during the like the pledging and interview process, can you as a sister see that if someone is trying to pledge for superficial or shallow reasons, can that be seen? Yeah, can that be picked up undetected? Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Like <laughs> most definitely. Like, you know, when you get to talking about what sisterhood means, some people actually don't know what sisterhood means. Um, and you can see it, and, and you know, for for some. If you have the opportunity to see them on the college campus, you can actually see how they are either unsisterly or super sisterly. And right. so it comes out in an interview. You know, I wish, can I tell a funny story? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so when I got to University of Houston, you know, I was kind of like Dallas Fabulous. Some people called me Dallas Fabulous, mm -hmm. you know, because I still wore hardcore in the 90s like I just that's just you know that was just who I was as my individual style like I just always walked to the beat of my own drum and it was another girl from Dallas and I actually knew her from junior high school 
-hmm. And she too was legacy. And it does not mean that you're going to automatically get in if you are legacy. Um, And she was legacy as well. And I remember she was like one of the most unsisterly girls that I've ever had the opportunity to cross paths with. Now, mind you, we went to junior high school together. Her -hmm. father was actually the band director of my high school. And for some reason, you know, we get to University of Houston, you outgrow people and you outgrow friendships. But Mm -hmm. she just knew she had it made in the shade, right? Right. She knew that she had made the line because A, she was legacy. B, you know, she's from this pedigree family in Dallas. Mind you, we go to school in Houston. And she looked at me one day in the towers, I will never forget this, and said, if you make it, you will be my sister, but you will never be my Sarah. Wow. And and when it came time, probate day, and she saw me on that line, oh my God, she, oh my God, you should have saw her face. She was flabbergasted. And the fact that she tried to go the next year, and I actually made her eat those words. I said, remember, you said I will be, be I will I will be your sister but she would never be my Sarah. I said, she would never get the opportunity. Wow. Because if you're that way and we're not sorority sisters, you will be that way with letters on your chest. Right. You know, you, you will find out the character of a person. See, that makes, you know, the character of the person speaks even when your mouth is not open. That's and so like, you were not, you were going to be unsisterly. So it was no need for us to try to put you on anybody's line. That's right. That's good. That's that's a good story. And so are are you still in contact with your line sisters and your chapter to this day? What? <laughs> what? Oh my God. So it will be 22 years if I'm doing the math right this upcoming year, like 21. Yeah. So if I'm doing the math right, it'll be 22 years. And all of my line sisters, we, yes, we talk all the time. They actually get on my nerves, (laughs) but I love them dearly. Um, Everybody has, it's amazing to see everyone with their different walks of life and how Mm -hmm. they turned out to be. Um, I have one that's a fashion designer, have one that's an attorney, have one that's a doula, um, have one that's a principal, a counselor. So it's just amazing to see how that we blossomed into these beautiful young women following our hearts, desires, and our careers. So yes, I still talk to all nine. I make 10. So it was just only 10 of us. Okay. Okay. Now shifting gears a bit, this episode will air right around spring break. So what were some spring break vacation spots you enjoyed visiting when you were a college student? Oh my God. So you cannot take out Austin. Austin was like the place to go. Sixth Street was the place to be. Um, you know, <laughs> this happened every spring, but it was Texas Relays. I don't even know if Texas Relays still happened. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you remember that? that? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what about and the Kappa then, Beach Party? You remember that? Uh, I do remember Kappa <laughs> Beach Party. I, I got a funny story about a Kappa Beach Party t-shirt, too. <laughs> but, um, and then we did Cancun together. Remember when MTV used to do the Cancun? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we did Cancun together and that was fun. And you know me, I've never been afraid to get on stage 
and rap or sing or do po or a poem <laughs> or anything. And we went on the booze cruise. And of course, you don't supposed to, you know, drink alcohol in your letters. So when we're out having fun, you know, we don't wear paraphernalia because you mm -hmm. never want any of that to be attached to who you are right. or the organization. So we go on a booze cruise and they're like, we're looking for female rappers. We're looking for female rappers. Girl, I left my whole chapter behind that all that went with us to Cancun and they looked up and where was I? On the stage rapping. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny. Now, Kathy, oh. my mom would not allow me to go until I was in college. I wanted to go in high school because all my friends were going in high school. You know, we was trying to be grown, but she was like, mm-mm. And even in college, each time, each year I went, I went two years in a row, something jacked up always happened. One year I nearly got arrested for misunderstanding. And then the other year, one of my friends was assaulted. She got hit in the head with a beer bottle because the guy was trying to holler at her and she kind of rejected him. So he didn't like that. So with that being said, what are some words of caution that you can give young ladies of how to, you know, kind of protect themselves during spring break, you know, not fall into situations of abduction or sexual assault or things like that? What do you think? Sure. Great question. Um, I'm going to go old school. Um, God rest my grandmother's soul, but she used to tell me to watch, fight, and pray. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't look right, if it doesn't feel right, don't go don't do it. Um, it's so many women that sleeping in graves now that had second thoughts and thoughts about following anybody. Um, I know right now the new thing is, you know, vaping and gummies, mm -hmm. but all of that affects your um, real inhibition to continue to stay on the right path. So mm -hmm. if it doesn't look right, feel right, don't do it. Um, and if you decide that you want to live out on the edge, let your homegirls that's going with you have this information as well. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times these girls are going off and nobody knows who they went with right. or how to get in contact with anybody or what's the man's name or anything of that sort. So if you're going to live your life on the edge, because I'm not an old fogey, I know what young <laughs> girls do. <laughs> You know, I was once a young girl, you know, um, but if you're going to do that, I will tell you, always be cautious and take cautionary measures to make sure that you come back in one piece. Okay. And this listen, is and right quick, you can okay. get on, listen, listen, Google is your friend. Instagram is your friend. If mm -hmm. he said his name is this, usually somebody has a social media account to that name. See who he really is before yeah, you make a detrimental mistake. That's right. Definitely. Okay, this is the last question, and it's a two-part question, and I ask all my, um, my guests. It's what advice would you give to a college freshman, and what advice would you give to a college senior? Oh, my God. You know, Sharon, I have been really contemplating if I really did college the correct way. No, so this is all. a great question. Yeah. This is a great question. And I've, I've been reduced to tears a lot of days because I feel like I did not maximize the experience of mm -hmm. college. I was raised by, I'm going to say, maybe a second generation sharecropper's daughter. Mm -hmm. So me going to college was the end all, 
to be all, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. They were so happy to see me go, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but when I wanted to live that life of internships outside of Texas, um, maybe opportunities that would afforded me more opportunities or open new doors, I was always shot down. Mm -hmm. So to any freshman, I was saying, make sure that you get in and find out what your degree plan is and the hours, whatever your degree plan is. So if you're going to school for RTV, that is going to require you some time to do some internships in a radio station. If you want that career, that's going to be lucrative and fulfilling after graduation, right? Mm -hmm. Because see, I was a college student. I had fun in college. So I had fun on the front end and I'm paying for it on the back end. Mm -hmm. I did not maximize my college experience. To the senior, I will tell you, don't wait till your senior year to start finding out when internships are available or an externships are available or when new opportunities are available. I will tell you to start that now. So when after graduation is over, you're not like, okay, so what's gonna be my career? You already know what to do. Find mentorships and find networks that you can be a part of to expand your circle of connections so you can make those connects after graduation is over. That's good. That's excellent advice. And then just tell people a little bit about what you're doing now, because now you're an educator, you're an author. And I touched on that briefly on the intro, but you know, just give us your social media, how people can follow you and be inspired because you're also you're a self-love coach too. And you have some good like memes and quotes that you share. It's very inspiring. So I would love- Oh, thank you. Yes. I would love for our listeners to follow you on social media. All right, ladies, please follow me on all social me uh, media platforms at Charlie Marcole, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-E-M-A-R-C-O-L, Charlie Marcole. Uh, I am working on a new ebook. I think you would be proud of me, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> and I am working on some other projects. Um, for the new upcoming year, 2021. But this ebook is going to be good and juicy. I, I mean, it's going to be good and juicy. And so I'm getting ready to get myself back out there as an author. Yes, I've written books, but I haven't written any recently. And so, you know, you know, once a writer, always a writer. And right. you and I, you know, we kind of bonded over this. This is not just something that we do we've been doing this since we were in elementary school yes and so we're like oh and like uh, you know everybody's like girl this is good you know but it's like when you explode you explode and so mm -hmm. i'm in an exploding stage and so yeah that's where i am that's good that's good well thank you so much for coming on today you had some great nuggets of wisdom to share with the young ladies and even me Thank you so much for agreeing to come on today, Charlie. Thank you. Anything for you. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to spread the word and follow the College Christian Chat podcast on social media. Also hit the subscribe button so you won't miss a future episode. For any questions or prayer requests, you can reach out to me via email at cccpodcast21 at gmail.com. Again, that's cccpodcast21 at gmail.com. Chat with you later. Be blessed.